You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful night that we have. Thank you for your presence that's here. I mean, hallelujah. We thank you, God, for the angels that are here tonight and your anointing and you're here by the awesome person of the Holy Spirit. You said in your word that where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. So, Jesus, we just are so grateful to be in your presence and where you're moving and where you're at. And, Father, we just thank you that it says in your word in the book of Acts 10 that as Peter yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell on those who heard the word. Thank you, Lord, as your word goes forth tonight that your spirit would fall on people. As your word goes forth, I pray that you'd anoint their ears to hear. Let their heart be receptive to receive what the Spirit of God has for them tonight. Father, I pray that this word would be a seed planted in each heart that will produce fruit in their life. 30, 60, even 100 fold, we pray. Thank you that your word is like a fire. It's shut up in our bones. Lord, I pray that you would ignite this word in their spirit. That, Lord, when they leave tonight, that what is preached into their heart would not just be something that they know about that sits in their head, but would be something that is real and alive and active on the inside of them. It wouldn't just be something they know about, but something that's real to them tonight, God. And we know that it's your fire, it's your spirit that illuminates the word. It it shines a light in our spirit. Write it upon the pages of their heart tonight, I pray in Jesus' name, and anoint my lips to speak your word in Jesus' name. And we promise to give all the praise and all the glory and all the honor to that name that's above every name. And it's in that name we pray, Jesus. And everybody said... And amen. Luke chapter 3, Luke 3 and verse 16, it says, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, whose latchets of shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Everybody say the Holy Ghost. Ghost. And fire. fire. Now, we... I tried to get on something yesterday talking about the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost and the King James. The Holy Spirit, he is a person. Can you say amen? amen? And you get around some places and they call the Holy Spirit an it. And they'll say, well, I got it. Well, how would you like if we called you an it? Imagine if you walk to church and we say, oh, it just walked in the door. You know what I mean? I mean, how would you like that? You have to understand the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He's the mighty third person of the Godhead. Jesus spoke of the Holy Spirit. He said, it's better that I go away. Jesus said that. Now, if I was one of the the 12 disciples and Jesus told me it's better that I go away, I would have said, Jesus, I don't want you to go away. I like you. I would have said, Jesus, I mean, come on. What do you mean it's better that you go? But he said, if I don't go, I can't send to you another comforter. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, he will abide with you forever. And, and he said, the Holy Spirit, uh, he's your comforter. And we, you know, I didn't talk about this week, but that word comforter that Jesus was talking about referring to the Holy Spirit is the Greek word paraclete, which means your counselor, your intercessor, your comforter, your strengthener, your standby, uh, uh, your, your, your intercessor, the Holy Spirit. He is all of those things to us and in us. Can you say amen? Amen. The Holy Spirit, 
you, you know, the Bible talks about how we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says how we know that Jesus is coming back again for us because we've been given the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he's like our engagement ring. You know, uh, when a man goes to a woman, he gives her a ring because that's the promise that I'm going to come and marry you. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit because that's the promise that because we have him living in us, he's going to come back again for us. Hallelujah. He's our seal. Amen. And, and Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Come on. How many have a testimony that even in your darkest hour, the Holy Spirit has been there? Come on. Who has a testimony? Amen. Hallelujah. That you might have left him, but he never left you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that so awesome? So Jesus said, I, I will send you the comforter, the paraclete. He, he is your, your intercessor. Praise God that when you get the baptism in the Holy Ghost, you're, you're able to communicate with God in that supernatural language and other tongues. That when you don't know what to pray, you can pray in the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Who's ever been in a situation you have no idea how to pray about it or for it? Come on. Who, who knows what I'm talking about? Well, Romans says that when you know not what to pray for, the Spirit helps us with groanings that cannot be expressed with words. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. You know, Paul wouldn't be invited to a lot of our churches because they don't, you know, there are churches who think that tongues is not for today or they think it's of the devil, Amen. which I don't know where they get it's from the devil. Well, I know where they got it from, but I mean, I don't know why you would ever think that because where in the Bible, if it started being of God, where did God ever turn it over to the devil? And then you think, if it's of the devil, why doesn't the devil use it? Why don't you go to every bar and they're all praying in tongues or speaking with tongues? You know what I mean? You don't go to a bar and, you know, or a rock concert. And then as they're singing the secular songs, people are speaking in other languages. No, it is God. It started being God. It was never turned over to the devil. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. So, so we have a prayer language that we can speak. We can speak in the Holy Ghost. So that word paraclete, our intercessor, hallelujah. He, he's, our, he's our comforter, amen. Who, who's ever, you know, been in a place where it's like the situation comes, but you have that peace and you, you're like, I have peace and I shouldn't have peace, but I have peace. Who knows what I'm talking about? Amen. That there was a time in my life, I remember when I first started the church, it was like all hell was breaking loose. Of course, the devil tried to stop it right from the beginning. All hell on every side. And, you know, if the devil can't attack you, he attacks people close to you. Who knows what I'm talking about? And, and uh, you know, if he can't attack the people close to you, he attacks the animals close to you. Suddenly your dogs are manifesting. Your cats, you know, that's a joke. But, you know, who's ever laid hands on your animals and said, be free, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> Amen. But, uh, you know, so all hell was breaking loose. And I remember I was laying on my, on my, uh, you know, I'd sleep on a couch at night. And I was laying on the couch and I was tossing and turning because I thought, Sh wait, shouldn't I be worrying about something right now? <laughs> you know, because there was all this crazy stuff going on. And I thought, I hope I'm not like a sociopath because, you know, I was thinking, you know, I, I can get in my head sometimes because I thought, you know, no, I should be worrying about something right now. Because I, and I started to think I have this going on and this is happening over here and this is happening over here and I'm just laying here without a care in the world. Something's wrong. And, and then I, the, the scripture came to me that he gives you peace that passes the understanding. And I thought, that's what that is. I have peace right now. So I said, Lord, forgive me for even trying to worry. And I went to bed. Now it's by the Holy Spirit. He gives you that peace. He's your comforter. Amen. 
He's your comforter. He's your, he's your standby. Everyone say standby. Do you know what a standby is? That's like a generator that when the power kicks off in your home, you know, Kashokton lost power a few weeks ago. When, when the power kicks off in your home, you know, some people have a generator that kicks on and keeps the power going. That means when your strength ends, his begins. Can you say amen? That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Amen. That, that he will give you supernatural strength by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, a standby is also, you know, it's like a turbo button on your car. Some cars have turbo. Amen. You don't always want to use that in a school zone. Amen. But, you know, he hello. Uh, you know, you could just be going and you can just click that turbo button and suddenly you, you, you're going with an added boost. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Spirit. And, and that really is it. That is the fire of God. That's the standby portion of the Holy Spirit where, where he just gives you that added power, that added strength, that where your strength in the natural ends, his is just beginning. And, and by the Spirit of God, you're able to take a field and go for 30 days. My God. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, Hallelujah, where you're just going, but then suddenly the fire of God gets on you. There's that added boost. There's that added power and, and anointing and strength on your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's putting that on people tonight. In Jesus' name. That's what this week is all about. It's the fire of God. Hallelujah. God doesn't have a Baptist fire and a Presbyterian fire and a Catholic fire and a Pentecostal fire. No, there's only one fire. It comes from the Mount of God. Our God is an all-consuming fire. Can you say a living amen? Hallelujah. And when this fire gets on you, it, it goes, it doesn't matter what language you speak. I was just in Houston, Texas a couple weeks ago at a Spanish church that I saw the same fire that falls in Coshocton, Ohio. When God moves is the same fire that falls on the Spanish people. They were receiving the fuego de Dios. Hallelujah. The fire was falling on these people. People were getting healed. People were out under the anointing. I mean, it's the same fire. It doesn't matter what race you are. Hallelujah. As, as the media is trying to stir up stuff with, with, with between races and, and, and all this stuff. I'll tell you the only hope. You Look, let me just hit this, you know, seeing as we're hitting things. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. The problem isn't racism. The problem is hate in people's hearts. If everybody was the same color, they would persecute each other because of what color your hair was or what color your eyes were. Are you with me? Yes. Hallelujah. So, you know, the problem is hate in people's hearts. And the only cure for hate is not legislation and not controlling people, what you can do, what you can say. Do, you know, I got called a racist today because I made a programming tutorial. It was a programming tutorial. And, uh, you know, the, I, there was a certain color that I had this thing you know, on my program. And they said, you made it that color because you're a racist. And uh, so I'm apparently a racist. You know, anyway. So let me just tell you, the only cure for hate is Jesus. That is it. That is it. It's Jesus and getting Jesus in people's hearts. Unfortunately, we've had two generations where the church has just been asleep and they're not going out winning the laws. Come on, where are the Billy Grahams? Where are the Oral Roberts? Where are, I mean, come on, there are great men and women that God's using on the earth today, but we need some people with the simple gospel message to go outside the highways and the byways and the hedges and tell people there's a heaven to 
gain, that there's a hell to shun, that yes, there's a bad devil, but there's a good God and you don't have to go to a devil's hell because 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid the price. He shed his blood on Calvary's cross so that you could be forgiven. Can you say amen? That's the only cure. Amen. That's the only cure. It's not another law. It's not legislation. It's not, it, that's it. It's the gospel. Because the fire of God, that is it. That is our only, that is the only hope for America is the fire of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone say the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. And fire. fire. Amen. I see the fire of God falling right now on people. The presence of God is in this place. Don't wait for me to say every head bowed, every eye closed, believers in an attitude of prayer. And then, you know, you up at an altar with, you know, oh God, you know, come on. He can touch you right in your seat. Can you say amen? amen. How many of you guys have noticed that this week? You're just sitting there. You don't realize there's a big old angel. Hallelujah. Pouring oil on you. And then he sets you ablaze. Amen. And we're just carrying on having service. You're sitting there burning. Amen. Hallelujah. So he is our standby. He is our strengthener. Amen. That is the fire of the Holy Ghost. People need the fire of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, he is a person. He's not a language. Yes, when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you get a heavenly language, but the Holy Spirit is not a language. He is a person. That's just one of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit is you get a language. Amen. But there's much more. Jesus said you'll receive power. Everybody say power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you'll be my witness, it's not just the language you get power to be a witness. The same power that touched the woman with the issue of blood, it flowed out of Jesus and went into her, is the same power, the same substance that you get by the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen. So he's not just the language, that's just one of the characteristics. Amen. I mean, how many of you, you know, you see a certain person, they might have, you know, some characteristics. Maybe their nose is a little bit big or their ears are a little bit big or, you know, something sticks out. Aren't you so glad that, you know, you know, you, well, I'm going to just say this. Wouldn't it be terrible if someone, you know, kind of had a big nose and you said, oh, there's the nose. God made you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Aren't you so glad that people don't have like tools to like be able to like modify your faith the way they want it? You know? You just be you with the fire of God because people say, well, I can't. I mean, look at me. I just can't stand myself in front of a, you know, I don't like getting my picture taken. I can't be in front of people. And they have all these insecurities. I want to tell you, it's the fire of God that will burn through all of that stuff. Amen. Because when the fire of God hit me, suddenly it didn't matter what my nose looked like, what my ears looked like, what my teeth looked like, what my eye color was. I mean, when I was a kid, mom, do you remember they wanted to do surgery on my eyelids? It went to the eye doctor. They wanted to do surgery on my eyelids. Because the doctor said they droop too low, you know, and they said, you know, you can't see well. And so, you know, instead of glasses, you need you need surgery to lift my eyelids. He wanted to lift my eyelids. It was going to be like a ten thousand dollar surgery. Can you imagine I'd be walking around, <laughs> you know, just walking around like, hey, good to see you guys. You know, like. <laughs> Jeez, you know, people want to, you know, they go get surgery, get this thing lifted and this thing changed. And I'm just trying to make a point that you just need to love yourself the way you are. Amen. Accept yourself. Hallelujah. Because God made you. Why am I talking about this? Amen. 
Well, because when the fire of God gets on you, it no longer matters about any of that peripheral stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. And you're, just, you're really just the vessel that God's going to use. Amen. God will use you just as you are. Just as you are. Just as you are. God will use you. Can you say amen? He will use you just as you are. But when the fire of God gets on you, that, that, none of that stuff matters. Because when the fire of God gets on you, just like the foxes, when Samson went and he caught the foxes and he put fire on their tail, it didn't matter if it was a young fox, an old fox, it could have been a bald fox. When the fire of God, or I'm sorry, when the fire was on that fox's tail, he ran forward with a sense of urgency because that's what happens when fire's on you. He ran, amen, with Samson. He ran and he burnt down the camp of the enemy. I want to tell you, after this week, the excuses are going to go out the door. And you will run forth with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is coming very soon. Come on, it's urgent. And you're going to burn down the camp of the enemy. If that sounds like you, come on, just go ahead and praise God in advance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, come on, you can live in the fire of God. You can live in the fire. I received the fire of God in the year 2008. I was 18 years old and the fire of God hit me. And I remember I was so excited for Jesus. I mean, I was saved since I was a little boy, since I was seven years old. I was saved. But when I was 18, 2008, in the month of November, the fire of God fell on me. And, and, and it was like everything was new. It was, it was just, ugh, everything changed in my life. I had a boldness that I never knew before. I had a passion for people and a love for people that I never had before. I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. And then the people would come around me. They said, oh, that's so cute. I remember when, uh, I, remember when uh, I had that fire. But don't worry. One day you'll mature in the Lord. And uh, one day, you know, you'll find out what it's like to serve God, that it's not all roses and, 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 and fun, you know, one day. You know, so in other words, they were saying, I will mature out of the fire. They, they were saying that you will mature, and, but their version of maturity is spiritually dead or backslidden or lukewarm. Are you with me? And so I heard that and they were saying that and I gritted my teeth and I determined, I said, Lord, I will hold fast to what you have given me. Like you said in the book of Revelation, hold fast to what you have. And I said, Lord, if you've given it to me, I don't ever want to lose it. And I want to tell you that was back over 10 years ago in 2008 and 2009, it got stronger and I was 19 and then I was 20 and it was still there. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. I'll be 30 this year and I want to tell you the fire is stronger on me now than any other time in my life today it's stronger it's stronger there's more of it now so if I'm going to mature out of this pray tell when because I'm it's getting stronger every year glory to God it's a it's it's consuming me Zach Weber died in the year November of 2008 he died. There's, there's someone else, <laughs> hallelujah, living in there looking out of these eyes. And I want to keep decreasing and I want him to increase in me. Amen. And, and plus, I know that's bogus because I know some of you who are way much older than me and, and you have the fire. So come on, come on, don't give me that religious garbage. Maturity means you're winning more souls, you're seeing more miracles, and you're seeing more healings, and you're seeing more get done, and God's using you more. Is that right? 
Because Jesus said, I've come that you will have more fruit, more excellent fruit, richer fruit, and that your fruit would remain. That's maturity. And you can only mature in the fire. You don't mature out of the fire. Can you say amen? So you see people, they lost the fire, then they get real theological about it and how they lost it. And well, I mean, it's maturity. It is not maturity. And I say that because I've heard multiple, multiple, multiple people tell me that. I'm not picking on anybody in particular because I have heard it since I was 18 years old from religious people. And I want to tell you that you can have the fire back. Amen. 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 Don't give me a theology of I'm matured now. No, just I would lose that if I was you and become like a child and receive it all over again and let God dip you in the kerosene of his spirit and set your heart ablaze once more. And just like Samson, you'll, you'll do even more in the next five years than the last, whatever, 15 years. Come on, can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. It's just time. We, we, we don't have time to waste people. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. He's not coming back for a dead church without any oil in its lamps. He's going to be looking for oil with a flame on that candle. Can you say amen? I want him to know when he comes back that there is a church that has not lost its oil. Hallelujah. Someone says, my lamp got stolen at the last church I went to. Well, we'll give you a new lamp. Hallelujah. He'll give you a new one tonight. And you can burn. In Jesus' name, you can burn. Because he's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You don't want, him to, you don't want to hear medium rare. You, know, you want to hear, well done, amen. You want to be cooked through and through. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Glory to God. I'm telling you, the fire of God's falling in this place right now. Right now. Someone says, well, I don't really feel anything. I don't care what you feel, what you don't feel. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord told me that this would be a life-changing week. You don't want to miss out on what God wants to do. You know, God wants to change everything. Did you hear me? God wants to change everything. The fire comes to burn out everything. Are you with me? Burns out the junk, burns out the dross. I don't know about you. I say, Lord, I'm open. He, you're standing at the door and knock. You said, if any man opens that door, you'll come in. Lord, my heart is open. Come do whatever you want to do. I've been trying to do it my way. It's not working out so hot. Hallelujah. But come on. Who knows what I'm talking about? Amen. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the spirit. Come on. Hallelujah. And if you allow him, he will come and touch you and put the fire of God on you. And your life will never, ever be the same. He'll restore what the enemy is trying to steal from you. He'll restore the years that were lost and that were stolen. Hallelujah. In verse 17, whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into his garner. But the chaff he will burn with fire unquenchable. He will baptize in the Holy Ghost and he will burn up the dross. He will burn up the junk. You know what that means? The fire of God will come and purify you. The fire of God will come. <laughs> he will burn out all the things that are holding you back from accomplishing heaven's purpose for your life. Amen. Some of you, you know that you have a call. You know that you were made to do more than what you're doing right now. You know it. You feel it. That God has his hand upon your life, but you've been trying to accomplish it in the flesh. You've been trying to work it out in your head. You weren't meant to work it out in your head. I'm sorry, as, as brilliant as, as you may be, 
what God has for you is far above all that you would ask or think. So you, you got to get out of the head. It's not a head fire. It's a heart fire. You weren't meant to work it out in the natural. You weren't, you weren't meant to do it on your own. You were meant to have your heart just set ablaze and to run forth. And it will, will not be by might. It will not be by power. If you could do it in your own ability, you would get all the glory for it. But it's not in your own ability. It's going to be in his ability. It will not be in your strength. It will be in his strength. It will not be in your power. It will be in his power. It will be by his fire. It will be by his spirit. Hallelujah. Some of you, that's it. I mean, you've just been trying too hard in the natural. You've been leaning on the arm of the flesh, but tonight God wants you to trust him. Tonight God is extending his hand out to you like a lifeline. He's saying, come, will you trust me? Come, will you follow me? Will you obey me? He'll take out the stony heart. He'll put in a heart of flesh, a new spirit. He'll put on the inside of you and he'll put his fire on you and you will burn. You will burn for him. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoastshockton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash therivercoastshockton. Hey, this is Pastor Zachary Weber. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast this morning. I pray it blessed you in some way. Just before we go off the air, I have a very important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? You know, the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of those sins is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever. So I want to pray this quick prayer over you. Father, bless every person listening with a long and a healthy life. Jesus, make yourself real to them and do a work in their heart. And if they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do so right now. Friend, as you're listening, if you want to make a decision for Jesus Christ today and receive the gift that God has for you, the free gift of salvation, I want you to pray this quick prayer with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Just say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Come into my heart right now. Now just declare this, say, I am saved. I'm forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Now, Father, I pray over every single person who prayed that prayer. Seal them now by your blood and by your spirit that on that day let not one person be missing. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to get a hold of us and let us know. You can go to theriverkashocton.com under the contact section. You can let us know that you prayed that prayer. It's so important that you tell people that you made a decision for Jesus today. It's also important to get involved in a local church. You can join us this morning at The River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 51 Pine Street right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week, 8.30 a.m., right here on Life of Revival. God bless you.